You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Yo, what's going on? This is uh, episode, I want to say, 15 of uh, Factors TV. I'm your host today, VI. Uh, really can't be here, so I'm going to be holding it down. You know, we got to keep the show rolling. Um, just wanted to say, I uh, hope everybody's having a good week. Um, try to make the best of it, man, because I know it gets tough, man. I know everybody's going through trying times, but luckily the spring's here. Weather's changing. Um, it's a little bit warmer. Tomorrow's going to be 72. I know you're going to have your hoochie, your hoochie shorts on. I know it's going to be, you know, good feeling, but it's still cold, y'all. Just, you know, wait for it to warm up a little more. Um, but today we're going to go over, you know, a few things, talk about a few things. Um, if there's ever a topic you want to hear, you can hit me on my Instagram at uh, loop.gang206. Uh, Facebook, Ronnell Moore. I'm always banned, though, for third day. So, uh, but shoot me, you know, any ideas, inbox me, let me know everything you know, want to talk about. Um, here in Converse Media, every week we address, you know, what we think is important and, you know, what you guys want to hear, too. Um, I want to start this show off by sending our condolences to um, downtown Sacramento. There was a shooting, I believe it was after a club or an event um, in the downtown area. Um, six dead, 10 injured. And I believe they have um, some brothers in custody for the shooting. But I want to send my condolences to them because... It's hard enough going through the pandemic. It's hard enough trusting other people with your health and safety. And um, a lot of times it's out of everybody's control, whether it be the police, whether it be a club owner, excuse me, whether it be promoters, whether it be family or friends, you know, those 10 people who are injured and six who died didn't go out, go out downtown to hang out with plans, you know, of being shot. So condolences to them, you know, it's like, Every time you can't believe something happens, something else happens. Every time you're like, you know, it couldn't get any worse, it gets worse. So, you know, condolences to the family, um, friends, everybody mourning to the city of Sacramento. Um, I have family, I've had family reunions there. And I know, you know, there's turmoil in the city and then there's, you know, love in the city. So hopefully they can come together for the love um, that they share between each other because it's very much needed right now. Um, I want to talk about... Um, the safe spaces for for black men pertain to Will Smith. Um, it just came out that Jada Pinkett said that she wished Will didn't slap Chris Rock during, you know, the Oscars. We talked, we spoken that last week. And um, and it just seems like she's throwing him under the bus instead of standing by her man. Um, as he did, as he, you know, quote unquote protecting her as all the ladies are raving about. It seems very narcissistic to to say that, you know, instead of either keeping a hush or, you know, speaking up for your husband and, and representing him like he represents you. And it's just like, who's protecting Will? And my homeboy Reese has a show, has a podcast, a shout out to Reese. And they spoken that. And it's like, who's protecting Will at this point? You know, um, there's been many instances that's been, you know, seen over the internet that's gone viral where Will's been embarrassed. He's been chastised. He's been downplayed. He's been belittled. Um, he's had to hold himself together and quote unquote be a man 
you know, and not, you know, expressing feelings or emotions, you know, because that's what's, you know, a lot of people deem as a man. And no one's protecting him. No one's protecting his career. No one's protecting his mental, um, his emotions. Um, psychologically, he could be going through a lot. And it's like, who's protecting Will? You know, who's there for Will? And, you know, I just want to give a shout out to him because it just sucks, you know, to, you know, he 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 has to hold a certain standard. And he didn't do that by slapping Chris Rock. But with his household and his marriage, he has to hold a certain standard. He's already uh, voiced that he doesn't believe in, you know, getting divorced. But it's like, hey, at some point, you got to protect your own self. You know, he's losing Netflix deals. Well, he's not losing deals, but they're postponing them. They're pausing production on a Netflix movie. They're pausing production on another movie and on a TV show, you know? So it's just like, you know, who's protecting Will? Who's, you know, who's 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 looking out for Will and who's who's keeping him safe? I think it's unfair that um, he's the only one in the spotlight, you know? And for Jada to say that, you know, she wish she didn't slap him, but she didn't stop him. You know, she, she didn't stop him. Like I said, um, the queen always protects the king because the king has to step out of line, the whole kingdom could go down. You know, if, if, if a king has to move off his chair, then it's dire. Then it's, you know, immediate. Then it's a real situation. So when he went to get up for that chair, she should have grabbed him. No, honey, it's okay. You know, let's not jeopardize, you know, our $500 million, you know, estate, you know, our established careers. As far as Will Smith go, he's an A, he's an A-plus celebrity. He's been the most bankable actor in the past ever so years, you know. So um, I think it's important that we start protecting men. Also, you know, there's there's guidelines in place, there's rules in place, you know, but who's protecting the man? You know, who's looking out for him? So I just feel bad because Will Smith is like, no one's looking out for him. His daughter, his son, his wife, you know, who's really protecting him and who's guiding him? You know, he could be a 50-some-year-old superstar. You still need help. You still need somebody here saying, don't do this or, hey, watch out. You can never get too comfortable, you know, and he doesn't have that. And that sucks. So, you know, I was... Just want to speak on that because it's just terrible, you know, that he he's basically fending for himself and he's spending his life catering to others, serving others, protecting others, providing for others. And right now he's alone, you know, and that sucks. So no one's speaking on that because no one's protecting Will. It's like, who's looking out for him? And I can honestly say I don't think anybody is, you know, including his wife who should. It's, you know, it's not fair. You know, it's not fair to him at all. Um, switching subjects, I wanted to talk about um, – the war in Ukraine and racism has a universal thing. Um, the Peace Corps put out a piece um, asking for people to come help, saying, hey, if you have free time, if you have the willingness, the desire to want to help um, not only fight the war, but rescue people, um, work at food banks, work at shelters, help people out, come help. Side note, um, you may be called a nigger. You may be called a monkey, you know, and they're, you know, disguising, well, that's, you know, what people know you as over there. And it's just like, okay, it's not just an American thing. It might be amplified by America and projected, but for you to honestly ask somebody to come help us and say, hey, you might be disrespected and be little and put down and, you know, just done wrong, but come help these people is just dead wrong and should, and it shouldn't go that way. And I just wanted to shine a light on that because racism isn't just an American thing. And it's not just a white people against blacks or Chinese against blacks. We see every time something happens, black people are shunned. Um, just like when um, Corona came out in China, 
and black people were left out and being called names and kicked out and Ukraine, they left them during the war. They left them at bus stations, even ones with kids in the cold. I believe three to five people died out there. Uh, black people died. Um, it's always been a mistreatment of us worldwide. So it's not just a U.S. thing. You know, we live here, so it's big to us here. But that just goes to show the Peace Corps putting out uh, SOS sign, you know, come help us out. We need help. But you got to be willing to be called a, a nigger or a monkey. It's just not right, you know. And I don't believe I, I don't believe that we should feel bad if we don't go help. Because, you know, who's to say, hey, come help, you know, come provide your undivided attention, time, effort, energy, and just take the disrespect, you know, because you're working for the greater good. And that's not how life works. And if anybody knows that, it's black people. You can do the best job ever. doesn't mean anybody's going to give you respect. You know what I'm saying? don't mean they're going to treat you right, you know. So I, I don't think that's right that they're expecting us or even putting it out there, even if they don't expect it. You, if, you, if you have to, you know, double back with the come out with a, hey, just be wary, they might, you know, call your names. <laughs> who does that? Who's going to come out to that? Who even expects somebody to come out to that? Who would want somebody to come be disrespected? You know, that's like, that's not right. So um, I suggest everybody stand your ground, mind your business. You know, there's no reason to, to go, you know, step in and, and say you're going to help somebody who, who doesn't want to be helped eventually, you know, because you're calling somebody's names. You really don't need their help. You know, picture handing a loaf of bread to a mother and kids, and she says, thank you, Negro, or nigga, or, or her son goes, oh, the monkey. Like, how degrading is it? You know, is that it's not right. So um, I suggest you guys not go help do anything. Mind your business and <laughs> stay black. You know, that's it. Um, recently on a episode of uh, I Am Athlete with, you know, a couple former football players, Chad Johnson's on there, um, Channing, um, Brad, Brandon Marshall, a few people are on there. I can't think of their names right now. Fred, um, and they spoke on Russell Wilson and Sierra, and they were talking, well, one of them called him a square, and that's the reason why he's with Sierra, and I do agree with that. I do believe with that. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, believe that, but he said he didn't have money, she wouldn't look his way. And a lot of women were upset online about that, you know, but that women have to understand women set the culture. And it's not men, I mean, he called them a square, but it's not men who set that president. Men were comfortable with being who they are. Women are the one who, you know, would call a man like that a square if he didn't have money. There's plenty of women who we know who've passed up on good men because they weren't, you know, their type the rough type, uh, quote unquote, the thug type, the, you know, whoever else. Um, so he, he, he was kind of misguided saying it because he's a square himself and they, they, they pull receipts. Twitter wore his butt out. <laughs> it was so funny, but it's true. Uh, if Russell Wilson wasn't an NFL star who had money, she would never look his way. Um, not at all. And that's, and that goes for many. I know plenty of men who are in tech, um, who just work, you know, conservative jobs, uh, who are just regular dudes, and it's hard for them to get a woman because, you know, they want somebody who's rough, who's damaged, you know, ultimately, you know, but a lot of women aren't being truthful about, you know, that, you know, they may seem like, oh, guys are just hating on Russell Wilson, and it has nothing to do with him. It's the fake depiction that women are putting out that that's the guy that they want because every woman's passed up on a man who might have been great for them, but he might have not have been tall enough or in shape or talked a certain way or dressed a certain way. Sierra would have never looked at Russell Wilson with the Hawaiian shirt on. 
not a chance, you know. So um, I wanted to speak on that because it's just it's just a double standard. You know, it, like the truth when it comes to stuff like that is overshadowed by feelings. And I feel like and I think and it just is what it is coming from a man and many men who will tell you they've been passed up or see men get passed up because they didn't dress a certain way, didn't walk a certain way, talk a certain way. So when you speak on the Russell Wilson Sierra situation, also address that she stepped out of her comfort zone and that she also did something that she usually, you know, wouldn't do when it came to Russell Wilson. You know, I mean, on top of him having money and being an NFL star, she did something she, you know, she came from future. Messed with him. And she messed with 50 Cent and Courtney Bow Wow. So, you know, she has a track record herself. But the fact is that she stepped out of her comfort zone and tried something new. A lot of women won't do that. They want the guy who's had the hard life, tough upbringing, you know, rogue outlook to wake up and say, hey, I'm going to do better and be something I don't know how to be that I've never had to be. That's just not how it works. Um, so that needs to be spoken on. I'm speaking on it because um, you can never tell women what you want or what you expect, but they can tell you what a man is and what he should be and what you guys think. And that's just not how it goes. If you want, you know, the input of what men think, then ask a man and dude saying that he was a square. He wasn't right saying it, but he's not telling, you know, a, 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 uh, no lies. He's telling the truth. And that is what it is. You know, he has money, he has power. It's easier to, to, to attract, you know, at least get her in to say, Hey, you know, this is me as far as a dude with no money. She's not looking his way. No star power. She's not checking for him, you know, and that, and a lot of ladies can attest to that even if they won't, you know, um, we're going to take a break and we'll come back. We'll get into some more topics before we end this episode. See you in a minute. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media. Yo, right back to it. Welcome back. We on Converge Media, Factors TV. Um, kicking these topics, talking about, you know, a couple of things as we do every week. I want to talk about black men and podcasts. There is a hellacious movement against black men having podcasts. Basically, they want us to shut up. You know, what we say is not valid. We shouldn't have feelings and emotions. And... And that just goes back to an earlier subject, a subject I spoke about earlier and, you know, things I speak about often. What's safe for a black man? Who's where's our safe space? Um, we've already, you know, been decades of black men explaining, you know, they can't be themselves. They can't be open, can't be emotional. You know, they can't, you know, speak about how they feel because it's deemed not manly, you know. And then, you know, podcasts come along and we can talk about it and you can, you know, empty it and you can let it out. And then it's like, oh, my God, you're doing too much. Oh, no, not another black man on a podcast. Like, if you get on Twitter, it's hellacious. If you get on Twitter, it's, you know, but it's also everywhere, you know, where you see it. And I don't think that's right. Um, black men are one of the most highest men amongst suicide rates. Um, and it goes, and if you ask a lot of people who either attempted suicide or have those thoughts, it's because they can't be themselves. They can't express, you know, things. There's been points in my life where I've, you know, been shamed, you know, for, you know, things I thought were normal and felt was normal, you know, um, but they weren't, you know, deemed manly. I wasn't being a man. I wasn't, you know, um, being who they wanted me to be. And it's like, you know, where's my safe space? Where's my space where I can be open, be me? Um, I don't have to uphold this image. I don't have to be tough or strong. And it's like, who protects us? 
and that's another thing I was just speaking to somebody about, you know, um, uh, all day on the internet, you know, not another podcast. Oh man, not a, you know, but who, 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 who listens to men? You know, when's the last time you asked a man how he felt, you know, what he was going through? Um, like I, I've spoken this before, you know, there's so many shelters in men and women's, you know, spaces in the country. And I believe there's, there was one at the time, maybe there's three now, there's three men's shelter in the country. Um, there's not many hotlines for us. There's, there's not many, you know, dedicated programs to helping men, you know, cause for, you know, as long as remember being a man was, you know, grinning and bearing it, you know, taking the brunt of the punch and rolling with it, rolling with the punches. And to a certain extent, I understand that. And then, you know, have to, you have to let somebody, you know, deflate, you know, you have to let them, you know, decompress. You have to let them speak their mind and, you know, be who they're going to be and who they want to be. And it's just, you know, we have, someone has to protect us. Someone has to speak up for us. And it can't be us. It can't be men. It can't be black men because, you know, we'll be deemed, you know, so many things. It has to be a woman, a black woman. She has to speak up for us. Somebody has to speak up for us and say, hey, let him talk. Let them have their podcast. Let them speak on certain things. Let them open up. You know, who's going to do that for us? You know, there's so many things, you know, to protect women in place or, you know, so many movements saying, hey, we must protect women, especially black women. Who's going to do that for the man? You know, it's, I, I think it's unfair that, you know, so many men have found, you know, outlets, hobbies, uh, certain ways to express themselves, whether it's podcast, audio, video. Um, and, you know, for people to downplay it, it's just like, OK, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? You know, like anything we do is going to be, you know, call something, label something. It's going to knock off manly points. You know, it's, it's just, you know, it's just messed up. So. Um, I want everybody to take time and, you know, ask, you know, somebody, you know, how they're doing. A man, how, you know, how's he doing? Anything he needs? Um, can you help with anything? How's he feeling? You know, get into it, you know, um, make, make it a safe space for him as well, not just yourself, you know. So um, I want to speak on that because it, I've been seeing it all over. And it's just like, not only do I have a podcast, but I'm a black man and there's not many places I can go to talk, you know. I can go to get counseling um, and I've had had counseling and I know black men who have, but that's not the only outlet, you know, um, outside of that office on that chair, you want to be able to talk about things and be yourself outside of there too. And not just when it benefits somebody else or when you're agreeing or going along, you want to express who you are. So give some, give a black man a space to do that today, whether it's in the house, in the car, at the job site, give them a chance to be who they are. Seriously. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Don Staley. Um, she's a coach, uh, a black coach, and you know she coaches college basketball. I believe it's North Carolina or uh, South Carolina, well, North Carolina, as I vaguely remember. Sorry, um, but she just won her second national championship. She, she made news earlier for being the highest paid uh, college coach, black coach, um, in uh, college basketball. I believe it was like twenty-two million or something, which isn't a lot compared to a lot of other coaches. But she also beat uh, Gino of UConn, um, stopped his undefeated streak. And uh, that's just real big because um, she was a hell of a player and she turned a hell of a coach. Um, it's not many people who can do that, you know, play the game well and then coach the game well. And uh, she, 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 she doesn't have a lot of players that were coveted, that were, you know, top, you know, ranked coming out of high school. She really molded her team and, you know, made her team believe who they are and pushed them, you know, believe in themselves. So. I'm going to give a shout out to her because she just won, you know, second national title, 
which is it's, it's not easy to do the first. It's not easy to get to the Final Four, the Elite Eight, the Sweet 16, none of that. So uh, much respect to her, much props to her. I've always been a fan of hers since I was young, watching her play to now she's coaching. And she, you know, she still hasn't stopped, you know, um, showing us greatness, um, showing us how it's done. She was on the sideline in a, in a $5,000 Louis Vuitton coat, man. She was stunned, man. But she took home that W. And I think that's real big for not only, you know, women's college, you know, hoops, but men's um, sports just itself. She's showing you can get it done. You don't need a big school with big resources, um, even have a big contract. You know, she did that. It's getting paid, but there's a lot of coaches who are getting paid more who aren't as good as her. So she really did that. I want to give a shout out to her because that's dope, man. Black women doing great things every day. And she's one of the ones who just, you know, who just showed us you can do it and you can make it happen if you believe in yourself. And she's done that since she was a player, man. So shout out to her. Um, What else we going to speak about? Oh, yeah, I just wanted to close it out. Uh, we were talking, having this debate on uh, Instagram. And it's a, you know, it's a section on your story where you can share things. And then it's a section called Close Friends. And it's cool to be in the close friends, but we just wanted to say, <laughs> stop sending us stuff that you can send to the regular story. Close friends, if you're not sending any, <laughs> any <laughs> nice videos or pictures <laughs> or something you don't want anybody to see, then just leave it alone. It makes no sense. Like, I'm over there with the close friends thing, and you send me, um, a reel that I can see on World Star Hip Hop. Get that out of here, bro. Like, nobody wants to see that. Nobody cares. Send me something that you want us to see. Like, that's not a close friend. That's just some universal stuff. And we don't need that. Close friends are made for close friends. Your secret's safe with me. So go ahead and send it over. Um, <laughs> we were talking about laughing because everybody was rolling. But seriously, somebody made a post. It was like, why got me a close friend sending me boring stuff? You can send that to the general post. You know, keep that in general post. Don't waste my space, you know, and my personal, you know, place is send me BS. Send me the good stuff. I want to see the good stuff. Uh, we was having uh hoots. We was hooting and hollering earlier talking about that because that's hilarious. It's true, though. It's like, you know, ooh, close friends. You see the green soak around. You're like, oh, man, let me open this. Uh, mean talking about a dog. Like, get the hell out of here and just tag me in the post. Don't send that to my close friends. Like, send me some stuff that I can't tell nobody about. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but uh, I just want to give a shout out to um, Sky Blue. Um, of course, I got the hat on, the sweater on. Uh, they imitate life, such is life, and uh, they always show love. Um, want to give a shout out to um, what was it? Oh, um, Thatch Win. He's a big real estate agent from here, millionaire. Um, a lot of people, you know, follow his Instagram. I know him personally. Um, since I was a kid, and you know, now you see that's riding around in a Phantom Bentley. Um, he saw my grandma's house when I was a child, and when I was a child, he put up to my grandma's house in a Honda, and he put up to her house in a '79 Coupe de Ville, canary yellow and gold D's. And just to see his evolution and who he is, and he's still giving game. Um, like I know somebody who got approved for two hundred thousand uh, for a home loan and sent them to him, and he got up to four hundred thousand. You know. Um, he has resources, he's smart, and he's always down to share game. He's not withholding the game. And that's what's wrong with a lot of things in life. A lot of people are willing to pass it on. You know, they want you to struggle. They want you to feel, I had to get out the mud. That's not a good sentiment to pass on. You got to pass on, you know, generational thoughts, generational wealth, generational healing, generational moves. If you got a way somebody could, you know, you know, take advantage and, you know, move forward, you should always do that. And a lot of people don't. So I want to give a shout out to that because he's also one call away. 
I call him and talk to him. When he sees me, he stops. You know, he talks. You know, there's people in his position, uh, a position who don't do that. You know, that's real big to me because, you know, that's affected myself, which could affect the community. Um, if you have any questions, you know, can reach out to him. And I, I bet you, you know, you'll talk to him, you'll, you'll get an answer because he's a down-to-earth person. Like, he'll pull up on you in a $400,000 car and, you know, talk to you like, you know, you got the friends off the streets. So shout out to Thats, man. Thats win. Um, I'm going to wrap this episode up. I'm going to uh, give a shout out to Really. Um, you know, next week we'll be back at it, but I just had to come hold it down. Uh, this episode 15. Uh, 15, right? Oh, yeah, 15, baby. So next week be 16. I'll see you then. Uh, shout out to my dude, man. Sal holding it down, man. That's my guy, you know. Um, appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. This is Factors TV. VI, I'm out of here. When the blue nose, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that Jackson jazz. When the blue nose, that's a mobby pass. More chops than karate class. I can hear the blues when the shoddy blast. The whole block blowing horns, that's that.